Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8th, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Thursday, December 3rd. I'm Akilah Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we're asking all the remaining monoliths to end the charade and just tell us where you are. Yeah, quite frankly, you're not as compelling as Waldo. Like, we get it. You're a bunch of mirror things. Just show up. Yeah. I don't need to pick you out. Unlike Waldo, you're very easy to spot. <laughs> On today's show, stark warnings about the holidays from the CDC and new quarantine guidelines, then some headlines. But first, the latest. Today, we can announce that the government has accepted the recommendation from the Independent Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency to approve the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for distribution across the United Kingdom. After months of clinical trials involving thousands of people uh, to ensure that the vaccine meets the strictest internationally recognized standards of safety, quality and effectiveness. All right. That was British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announcing the country's emergency authorization of Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine. This makes the UK the first Western country to authorize a vaccine, a major step in starting to bring an end to this pandemic. Russia and China have approved vaccines, but without waiting for the results from large-scale trials. So... How did this happen in the UK before the US? Great question. And it seems to be something that was also on the mind of Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, who has been putting some pressure on American regulators of late to get moving, a familiar thing from this White House. But the basic gist of it, based on reporting in The Times and elsewhere, is that the FDA looks over raw data from the vaccine trials, which is estimated to be thousands of documents. It takes time. Whereas in the UK and across Europe, their regulatory agencies have tended to look at the analyses that are coming from the companies themselves in this case, Pfizer and BioNTech. But in this particular case, the regulators in the UK said they did actually go over raw data and analyze tons of documentation. Hmm. The Times also reported that the UK has a slightly different way of getting outside opinions from experts on approval, where they kind of work and meet as needed. And they deviated from the process that the rest of the European Union is following, which the UK is formally Brexiting by at the end of the year. So <laughs> a bit of politics involved here as well. Uh, though this authorization beat the U.S., we know that the independent panel the FDA is working with is going to meet on December 10th, so it is moving right along here as well. And should it be approved for authorization, the first doses are reportedly set to be delivered on December 15th. Awesome. And so how soon is all this going to be rolled out in the U.K.? Okay, so apparently it's actually in the next few days. Uh, <laughs> Pfizer is going to send the initial 800,000 or so doses from Belgium. They get packed up in dry ice and in these insanely cold temperatures, and then they have to be driven and delivered. It appears that the plan is to start actual vaccinations next week. And the UK has reportedly enough doses for 20 million people in their total plan thus far. Most of that's going to be next year. And they, like us, have a system they put together to determine who is going to be getting these first. In the UK, it's people who live and work in nursing homes and citizens who are older than 80 and healthcare workers after that. We'll get into more on what the US plan is in a second. So that's Pfizer. Then the other vaccine company that's submitted for emergency use in the U.S. is Moderna. Mm -hmm. And they announced yesterday that they're going to start testing their vaccine in children between the ages of 12 and 17. 
doesn't seem like they're actually going to start that just yet, but they're looking to recruit about 3,000 people for that trial when they end up doing it. And so some experts have said that one of the main things to be on the lookout for in a trial like this is kids possibly having stronger reactions due to more active immune systems. And Pfizer reportedly already started testing in children as young as 12 in October. So that is all on the horizon with approvals and trials in the FDA, exciting and fun stuff. But let's talk about the other big piece of this. As we mentioned, who will get these vaccines in the U.S. first and how? So, Akila, take us through that part. Okay. So, obviously, this brings us to the CDC. Mm -hmm. Earlier this week, we talked about a meeting to give advice to states on vaccine distribution. Remember, states, not the federal government, are the ones that will be in charge of the rollout. But this advice will likely become the official CDC recommendation that most states are expected to rely on. The advisory committee said what we expected. They voted 13 to 1 to prioritize healthcare workers and people in long-term care facilities to get the vaccine first. States have until tomorrow to tell the federal government where they want their initial doses sent. So this is all happening incredibly quickly. Mm -hmm. And in terms of how the doses will get delivered, hospitals and other health clinics will give vaccines to healthcare workers. And according to reporting, companies like CVS and Walgreens will administer vaccines to long-term care facilities. These companies already have programs to do this for the flu vaccine each year, though the logistics are obviously different for that, you know, than these new COVID vaccines, which require sub-zero storage and two doses a month apart. Mm. Each state is going to have its own logistics. So exactly how this goes could vary around the country. And it'll be an early test of how this whole vaccination process is going to work. Also in CDC news yesterday, they had some pretty intense warnings about the holidays and what Americans should do. So what all was said there? Intense is right. Yeah. I mean, they started off by recommending against travel pretty point blank. Um, But I think they and we and everyone with a pulse knows that this is not going to happen for everyone for various reasons. In fact, we saw quite a bit of travel over Thanksgiving despite similar warnings. This guidance, though, was accompanied by some extremely grim words from CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield. And right now it is so important that we recommit ourselves to this mitigation as we now begin to turn the corner with the vaccine. But the reality is December and January and February are going to be rough times. I actually believe they're going to be the most difficult time in the public health history of this nation, uh, largely because of the stress that it's going to put on our healthcare system. That is really bleak. Yes. Um, He also said that the country could see close to 450,000 cumulative deaths by February, uh, but that it's in our power to mitigate that with mask wearing and all the other protocols we are all too familiar with at this point. Yeah. And to underline this grim point he was making, according to COVID Tracking Project, yesterday the U.S. hit over 100,000 people in the hospital for the first time ever. Mm. Also yesterday, over 2,700 Americans died, which is close to the single-day high we saw in April. And one other piece of guidance came out yesterday that we should go over because it will affect people who do plan to travel around this time of year. So what was this new bit on quarantining? All right. So the CDC also put out their own recommendations for how to shorten that two-week quarantine that they've been pushing for travelers. Here's how that would work. If you have no symptoms and have tested negative for the virus, the CDC is saying you can actually stop your quarantine after seven days. You should take another COVID test at the end of the shortened quarantine, though, to be sure. And they say that rapid tests are fine. A lot of 
info has come out about the reliability of rapid tests, but who am I to argue with the CDC guidance? Like your crazy uncle on Facebook? I don't know. (laughs) The CDC's chief medical officer explained that there is going to be an increased risk if you go this route. So still, best option is to stay home and try again next year. But if you do plan to travel, here are the best times to get tested, according to the CDC. So one to three days before a trip, and again, three to five days after, five has been the observed median incubation period for the virus. And don't plan to do anything non-essential for a week after your return, all right? The the vacation is whenever, and you come back, you got to sit at home for a week. So mm-hmm. it's a lot to consider re-travel, but if you're going to risk it, please be smart about it. And again, the CDC says maybe don't, so maybe don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the latest. Thursday Wad Squad, and for today's tip check, we're back on end of year lists. Mm-hmm. People Magazine revealed its People of the Year yesterday. They are George Clooney, Regina King, Selena Gomez, and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Okay. I think some people have had more impact than others. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to check out the magazine to see how they came up with those four. It's definitely an eclectic crew, but on the subject, Giddy, who would you like to spotlight as your own Wad Person of the Year? I think we should do the thing again where like the time cover was the mirror and (laughs) the monoliths are the mirrors, you know? I love that. And we all venture out into the desert, get some fresh air, see ourselves (laughs) in the alien monoliths, Mm -hmm. and then we are all the people of the year. Because collectively, you know, at some point we will have made it through the year and that's pretty good. Yeah, I totally feel that. I I also just want to comment as well on the strangeness of this group of people and yeah. the different contributions that they may or may not have brought. I think I like all of these people fine, but there's definitely one or two that are the, <laughs> the odd people out in yes. this arrangement. Yeah, I, I similarly feel like there may be some people in here, person in here, <laughs> that, you know, one of these things are not like the other. I, I don't know. Yes, We'll have to get the magazine to find out exactly the rationale because I feel like if some people are on this list, I could have been in consideration as well. It's possible. You know, if you push hard enough and you dream hard enough, you you could be one of the four. Um, That's right. On that point, though, Akilo, who is your WAD person of the year? Okay, so this is a really great question. I think the obvious answer is first responders. So, like, yeah, okay, of course. They really outdid themselves and put it all on the line. Mm -hmm. But within that group of first responders... For me personally, gotta be the food delivery people. Oh. I mean, I have not tried to like seriously cook. I guess I did Thanksgiving, but before that, you know, I had ambition in March and then I was like, you know what? We're just gonna order. I don't have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And they come in at any time you order it. They're very friendly. They have been the people I've seen with the most masks in Los Angeles. Like, I've never had the problem where I'm like, step back, you're being a problem. Like, they seem to take it more seriously than everybody. And again, they're bringing me gifts, which I appreciate. So, yeah, I want to shout out all of the delivery people. You all make the world go round. And just like that, we've checked our temps. They're hot like the desert where the monoliths have decided to pop up. Don't know why they don't want to go anywhere cold, but uh, we'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. 
with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Our famously fair economy did its thing again this year, as half of the government's COVID-19 emergency relief fund for small businesses actually went to businesses that were big. A Freedom of Information Act request revealed that most of the $525 billion under the Paycheck Protection Program went to 600 large corporations. Half of those corporations got the $10 million maximum, including mom-and-pop restaurant chains, TGI Fridays, and P.F. Chang's. Several loans worth over $3.5 million also went to businesses that pay rent to the Trump Organization and the Kushner family. Come on. Since its creation earlier this year, the PPP has been riddled with issues and suspicions of fraud. One issue was that businesses were initially given money based on their monthly payroll numbers, so larger companies were prioritized. Private banks were also in charge of distributing the loans, and as we know, they do not always act in everybody's best interest. Just a little uh, scoop for you there. The upcoming relief bill is expected to put more money into the the PPP, so hopefully that money will go to more businesses that actually need it. Unfortunately, I've been told that my Etsy store where I sell gorgeous charm bracelets from recycled bottle caps just will not qualify. I'm sorry, man. They were really starting to take off. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the official-looking pet vest you got off Amazon will not cut it anymore because emotional support animals have been blacklisted on all flights in the U.S. 
The Department of Transportation finalized a rule yesterday to narrow down which animals can fly with passengers. Now, only service dogs are permitted and emotional support dogs and all other animals are not. Mm. The new rule will require passengers with emotional support animals to check them into the cargo hold for a fee or to just leave them at home. The DOT said their decision is in response to an increased number of passengers bringing unusual animals onto planes and incidents of untrained animals biting other passengers or peeing on the floor. Goodness. <laughs> well, honestly, where else are they going to pee? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> the agency does stand by a previous decision prohibiting airlines from banning specific breeds of dogs like Delta did in 2017 when it said it wouldn't allow, quote, pit bull type dogs onto its planes. By the way, Delta is still fighting to keep that rule. Mm-mm. Pit bulls are great dogs. Everybody so nice. knows this. Don't be fools. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres went full Greta in a speech yesterday telling a Columbia University audience that, quote, humanity is waging war on nature. This is suicidal. Mm. I support this tone. We are done saying climate change is real. Now we're saying the human race should probably try to stay alive. It's Mm -hmm. the least they can do. Uh, Guterres referenced two recent climate reports that describe 2020 as one of the three warmest years on record, with 80% of the global ocean experiencing a marine heat wave, and Arctic sea ice at its lowest recorded levels for July and October. He suggested that world leaders use the pandemic as an opportunity to reset priorities on climate change, and he laid out the UN's objectives, which included working together to achieve global carbon neutrality within the next 30 years. Also, on the topic of things that are burning, the UN's Commission for Narcotic Drugs voted to remove marijuana from a list of more dangerous drugs, including heroin and other opioids. Right on. Awesome. This follows a recommendation from the World Health Organization last year, and it's expected to have the greatest impact on countries with conservative marijuana policies, including many in Asia and the Caribbean. They'll be spreading more than Christmas cheer. The White House is hosting 20 holiday parties (laughs) this month, with masks strongly encouraged but not required. Uh. The war on Christmas is over, and actually, coronavirus won. Uh, As always, guests will be able to enjoy Melania's signature decorations, which she clearly phoned in this year because they barely showed up in my nightmares. The events will flout CDC recommendations and the latest guidance from D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. Right now, the city is limiting gatherings to 10 people, which is the approximate number of people needed just to keep Jared and Don Jr. separate so they don't start fighting and knock over the creme brulee station. (laughs) The White House did say that more restrictions would be in place than there were for an indoor party it hosted on election night. This is why you should always do a bad job so you can demand praise for when you do slightly less bad. Mm -hmm. Following the lead of his boss and personal mentor, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is hosting holiday parties of his own. His office reportedly sent out 900 invitations to an event on the eighth floor of the State Department. 900 people in an elevator going up to the eighth floor. We love to see (laughs) you. Yeah, they got the club going up and maybe not coming back down. And those are the headlines. (laughs) That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, tell us why you voted George Clooney for Person of the Year, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just invitations to White House super spreader Christmas parties like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and end the, the war, war with, with our, our planet. planet. We're not gonna win. Cut it out. Yeah, seriously. It's a fruitless effort, and uh, it's gotta stop, frankly. Yeah. It's enough. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
you can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.